BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. You're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon podcast. We actually decided that we were going to allow Rich Zioli back on the podcast, even though we've we've established before we even got on that he does bring out the worst in me. But, you know, he's really good when it comes to the daily news and what's going on, because you kind of cover this every day in Philadelphia on your talk radio show, show. So every day from three to seven, you can listen to him talk about important things. With me, I tend to get him a little off track. So this could go any direction. We really don't know. We don't know what to expect today. But I wanted to start off with something really important because we have this situation with one of our senators, and it's not the fact that you have to be able to wear sweatpants and hoodies into the Senate now. It's a totally different senator. So we've got a few things happening. Senator Bob Menendez, suddenly they found $480,000 in cash hidden in his house, hidden in closets and clothing and a safe. I mean, this is a significant amount of money. I think it's interesting because he's now saying I had to do this because as a Cuban, I hide things like this. Massive amounts of money. What's your take on this? Well, you started the uh, the question by bringing up John Fetterman, and, and my hoodies are all dirty, but I do have cash sewn into my <laughs> jacket. But my wife keeps donating my clothes to Goodwill, so I had to make sure that she didn't take out the one with the two. Boy, you have to think that in. the Menendezes are very careful about that, because you could just drop a hundred thousand at Goodwill accidentally. I mean, what does the dry cleaner say? You better have that ticket when you're trying to pick up the suit with the $400,000 lined in the pockets. <laughs> Sorry, we lost it. I don't know. Where's the ticket? I can't just use the phone number. Uh, Menendez is done politically. I mean, he really is. Today it was announced that Tammy Murphy, the first lady of New Jersey, the wife of Governor Phil Murphy, is uh, forming an exploratory committee, so to speak, uh, reaching out to Democratic Party leaders with her intention to seek the Democrat nominee for U.S. Senate. Um, there are there's no political support left for him in New Jersey. And in our state where I live, I mean, I broadcast out of Philly, but I live in Jersey. 
it's all the, the county chairs who decide who gets the party line, and they've all basically decided Menendez is done. So he'll finish out his term, I imagine, unless they strike some deal. Uh, but this thing stinks to high heaven, Tudor. And, and, and there's more layers of corruption involved here than I, I think they've only just scratched the surface of it. Well, and I think we need to explain. So he what he's been accused of is taking bribes from foreign entities and foreign countries to help yes. get people off of bad deals, businessmen. He's he is protecting them. But this is essentially taking a bribe from a foreign country and mm-hmm. and sewing that into your clothes, which is crazy. You know, why would you have it all right there? I mean, how how stupid can you be about something like this? But the funny part about this to me is this is how arrogant certain people are in Washington, D.C., because they're like, you've got to resign. He's like, I'm not resigning and I'm running again. I, and I think you have been busted in the most. And this is the second time. I mean, now they've come out and they've said, OK, we've really got you this time. You've been totally busted. And he's still like, hey, I got this. I'm going to run again. What does this say about Washington, D.C., that people think they can do this and run again? Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's the arrogance, the hubris. I can I can do anything I want and I'll raise money to help pay for my criminal defense as a sitting United States senator. So I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to I'm going to continue to be somebody that people have to reach out to and, and cajole. And I'm going to exercise that power because they need my vote because it's a slim majority in the Senate. Yeah, he's one of the more arrogant guys and they've wanted to get him for a long time. Everybody in Jersey knows this guy's corrupt. Everybody knows it. And and the worst part about this, of course, is that he sold out the United States to Egypt. Uh, that, that part of this really burns a lot of people. I mean, Egypt has a terrible human rights record. There were all these efforts by people in his own party to tie Egyptian foreign aid to their human rights improvements. And Menendez was like, nah, forget that. They're just getting the money. As long as they help my friends, forget human rights. It's so sleazy. And and you have people in Senate. I mean, there are Democrats that have come out and said he needs to step down. This is beyond acceptable. Mm-hmm. He has to step down. But they're not saying this about Joe Biden, which it doesn't seem too right. different. It seems like there are a lot. And maybe, obviously, we haven't gone into Joe's house and found the money sewn into his pockets, you know, although I'm sure that Jill is sewing things onto him to make sure he doesn't lose them <laughs> these days. But we haven't necessarily proven that. So maybe that's why people are not coming out and saying that. However, it looks pretty bad for Biden, too. I mean, how how much of a problem do you think this is across the entire U.S. government? That There's just so much temptation to do this. And, and people go into mm-hmm. to Congress and Senate and, and all these political offices all the time. Pretty poor. <laughs> come out pretty wealthy. How is this happening? Yeah, it's like what Harry Truman said. He said, you show me a rich politician, I'll show you a corrupt one. And, you know, Biden's been in public life since he was in his late 20s, never had a job, never had a real job outside of the Senate. His wife's been an educator, you know, doctor. You got to say doctor by law, of course, Dr. Jill Biden uh, to become Whoopi so Goldberg rich. Goldberg wants her to do medical procedures mansions. on her. <laughs> that would be an improvement for Whoopi Goldberg, especially if it's a lobotomy. Uh, but he's not I mean, he's not the only one. Right. I mean, Bernie Sanders has four houses in Vermont. He claims he got rich off all the uh, book deals that, that nobody bought. That darn this capitalism. This is what goes on. Right. Yeah. The pesky capitalism that Bernie hates so much. It's turned him into one of the richest men in the United States Senate. Truly, though, I think a lot of this is they, they Menendez has been in their crosshairs. But the timing of this is very, I think, specific because they want to show everybody, oh, the Department of Justice 
Uh, justice is blind. You know, we don't just go after people named Donald Trump. We also go after Democrats, too. And I, and I, I think that there's a lot to this. I mean, they had these allegations back in 2019. These are not new allegations, Tudor. This has been going on for years. It was 2019 when he contacted the New Jersey Attorney General's office and tried to get them to go easy on one of his friends. He sat down and shook down the U.S. attorney in 2020 and said, or 2021 and said, hey, listen, if you get the job, you got to go easy on my friend who's a big developer up in North Jersey along the Gold Coast across from New York City. And the U.S. attorney becomes U.S. attorney and they still wait, what, three years to go after the guy? So I do think two things can be true at once. He is corrupt, no question about it. Also, the timing of this, I, I think, was, was deliberate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can I mean, you can almost see it. It's like, OK, polling's going south. People are really questioning Biden's business dealings. Drop the Menendez story. Like, We'll just take right. that dude out. That'll be. Yeah. Crazy. And so then you we'll bring up Biden. Really and you're exactly right. I mean, Hunter okay. Biden's attorney is representing Bob Menendez. I think that people have an appetite for corruption to a to a certain point. I think people deep down inside consider a lot of politicians, not all of them to be crooks. But as long as they're making money and the economy is good and, you know, gas is not four dollars a gallon, they can tolerate it. But when it starts to really affect them personally and they turn around and go, you know, my, my, my family's hurting here. I can't afford to buy groceries and also keep the lights on. And yet you guys are all getting rich off of this stuff. And it's infuriating to us. I think that's when people say enough is enough, which is why I think Biden's done. It may not have mattered before, but it matters now. And also, we have to remember, whatever these allegations are about Biden's corruption that are on Hunter Biden's laptop, it was so egregious that the entire yeah. deep state corralled forces to say it was Russian disinformation. They were so worried about it coming out in 2020. I mean, I think it's interesting because you talk about everything that has gone on with Biden and Hunter and all of this. But we've got Hillary Clinton out here just a couple days ago talking about Russia again. And I think I mean, I got to give her credit. She paid a lot for that dossier. So she's got to keep using it, you know, um, but it's been proven wrong. But it's a tactic, right? Because if if you pull Democrats, Democrats are still saying, man, the Russians played in that election. Trump and, and Putin are together in this. And you've got Hillary Clinton out there like, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived by the fact that I paid for this report. It's true. But she, I mean, this is totally false. How is that different than anybody else on on the Republican side saying, I don't like what happened in the 2020 election? She's coming out and saying he stole 2016, but she she paid for this. I mean, she created the story. How is she not being held in a prison somewhere for election interference? Right. Jimmy Carter, too. Jimmy Carter came out and said Donald Trump's an illegitimate president. He lost the election because of Russia. And, and, and he came out and said that, you know, or she lost the election because of Russia. He he all these people who deny this for years and they spent one hundred million dollars of our tax dollars to investigate Russian collusion. Right. And the FBI was involved. The CIA was involved. And there's no consequences. Trump stands up and says the election was stolen for me. And it's like, oh, whoa, you can't say that. Only we can say that. Reminds me of that scene in Animal House. You know, they can't do that to our pledges. Only we can do that to our pledges. (laughs) These people are the biggest hypocrites in the world, and they're going to try to put this man away. You see, and that's the big difference, right? Because everybody keeps bringing up, well, Donald Trump's got all these charges against him. Nobody's alleging that Donald Trump used his office to enrich himself. And that's the difference. You know, what they're going after him for is is, is saying he he didn't agree with the election results, which is ridiculous. He had classified documents. Okay, so did Biden. But the issue of politicians enriching themselves personally, 
That's where people say, oh, no, no, that's not cool. My family's sucking wind right now, and you're making all this money personally off of us, off of our taxpayer dollars. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. So why isn't Biden getting more heat for the economy? He is the one that destroyed energy independence. Ultimately, if you look at what's happening with gas prices, as long as you're paying more to move product, product is going to cost more. So everything is costing more. I went to the grocery store over the weekend. It was over $500 for our weekly grocery store trip. I mean, I was horrified. I honestly looked at the woman like, what? Are you kidding me? How can this possibly be? And and I got nothing different than I normally get. It's just everything keeps going up and up. And when is the breaking point? Because that's the breaking point for me. I'm just horrified. You know, I'm like, oh, my word, I can't I can't do this. But Joe Biden seems to not. It's like we're not focused on on the Republican side on the right issues, because why are we not just hearing over and over again about the fact that he has put all of his effort into this fake clean energy situation, which I call it fake because if we're being honest about EVs, somebody has to actually charge them. And who's going to do that? It's going to come from coal. It's going to come from every other way we charge our, we turn the lights on in our homes. And you have these batteries that we have nothing that we can do with. We're also fully reliant on China. I mean, this is a mess. And I think you, you see this coming to a head right now because you've got these unions that have paid for these people to get elected. So in Michigan, the teachers union put a lot of money into Gretchen Whitmer's race. They put a lot of money into Biden's race. Biden is is trying to get this this endorsement from the UAW right now. The UAW is on strike. It's kind of historic. I mean, it is historic. They are striking against all three 
of the American automakers, the Detroit American automakers. And we've never seen that before. So we've got all these these factories down. It is hurting the working class in Michigan like you would not believe, because while we have folks that are union members, most of our manufacturing workers are not union members, but they all ship into these plants. So they're shutting down. They're shutting down. You talk to these union guys and girls, they're low, they're going. I mean, one of the women was interviewed and she goes, you know, I'm worried about the healthcare systems around us because they've already been taxed and we have with COVID and we have these great healthcare plans and we're not going to get any of our medical visits right now because we're on strike and we're only getting $500 a week. And that's really tough because we can't buy groceries. And I mean, I just said what they're getting as their striking wage is what I'm paying in groceries. It's ridiculous. Doesn't seem like any of the working people are happy right now. So what does Biden say and what does Trump say when they come out to visit people in Michigan? Well, it seems to me, I mean, you're there, you're you're on the front lines of all this, but it seems like there's a clash going on between the EVs and the workers because Biden, on the one hand, is pushing all these crazy green energy policies, which, as you pointed out, are not going to do a damn thing for climate change. And, and we should not be uh, using government policy anyway in, in this manner. But this is going to result in people losing their jobs. And this is a collision course here between Biden's radical green agenda and also him trying to say he's the most pro-union president ever. If he was, he would turn around and say, I'm not going to make elect or I'm not going to turn around and say gas powered cars are, are going to be illegal. I'm not going to let states do that either. But instead, you've got states like New Jersey and you've got states like California leading the way and, and, and literally saying by 2035, gas powered vehicles are going to be illegal. And the companies are all in, it seems, by pushing all these commercials and they're getting all this government money to do it. And they're happy to go along with this because it helps their ESG scores and they can look very woke with their electric vehicle ads with, you know, dogs and people camping. But work, you need less workers to build these things. And so people are going to lose jobs. And I just have to wonder, Tudor, I mean, if, if Biden was really interested in running for reelection, wouldn't he be doing everything possible right now to lower gas prices? I mean, you, you brought up his disastrous energy right. policies. He turns around, he says, all right, no more drilling in Anwar. I'm going to take away all these drilling permits. First day in the job, he gets rid of the Keystone XL pipeline. But OK, that's day one. Here you are facing reelection. And you're still doing everything to cripple American energy prices and make us reliant on the Saudis and OPEC. And at the same time, you and your party are pushing these EV mandates. Literally, that's going to cost workers jobs. And, and it, it's so funny to me, too. You people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she, she bought a Tesla and they asked her about that. They said, why didn't you buy an electric car from one of the – she goes, well, because COVID. Like, what? She goes, well, there wasn't a vaccine at the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, is the car powered by vaccines? What, what does it have to do with anything? <laughs> they they have no idea. They, they never cared about these workers. And that's the issue. I mean, this is a, a, a party that long ago abandoned the working class people for the faculty lounges. And that's the truth about the Democrat Party. And I think it's all coming home to roost for them right now. I really do. Well, it's the problem here in Michigan is probably a little different than other states. We are the state that put the country on wheels. This is this is our legacy. Our industry is interwoven with the automotive industry more so than any other state, I believe. So when you go to manufacturing factories across the state of Michigan, these are tier one, tier two, tier three suppliers to automotive. They diversified by being in all three automakers because 
No one has ever been arrogant enough to strike against all three because they knew the impact. The former UAW bosses understood that they were putting their members in danger if they were to take down all three automakers at the same time because the industry cannot withstand all of the plants going down because the, the suppliers who don't have the kind of money that Ford and Stellantis and GM have, who are running paycheck to paycheck, who are getting their prices cut lower and lower because those big guys are saying, well, we're putting the squeeze on you. Mm-hmm. And every time the union comes out and says, we want a lot more money, guess who gets squeezed? It's those suppliers. So they would never have been arrogant enough to do this in the past because they know that the the heartbeat, the people who get the parts to them that allow them to manufacture vehicles for an average of $78,000 a year in salary for these workers and great benefits. They're coming from guys who are making $49,000 a year and busting their tails and they are shutting those people down. So you've got workers across the state that are going, holy cow, This is going to change the face of Michigan forever. We are talking, if this strike continues, losing tens of thousands of jobs, and it could go higher than that. So you've got President Trump coming in. He's going to a place called Drake Enterprises. The owner of this company or the the guy who runs this company, he comes out and he says, hey, if these companies go fully EV, we close. And all of our employees lose their jobs. So we're in trouble. We're already at the point where we're making parts, hoping they're going to start back up, but we can't send the parts out. So we're trying not to lay people off. What does Donald Trump say in this situation? And I am really, truly curious about this, and I'm anxious to see because, and I asked this question because when he came here in 2016, his message was, hey, I'm not going to let these automakers go to Mexico. I'm going to keep them here. I'm going to make sure you have your jobs. And he was the union champion. But now, what does he say to the workers? Because it's non-union folks, but it's it's the union workers, too, that have this boss that's doing things that m- maybe not a good idea. How do you remedy this? It seems politically challenging. Yeah, you're right about that. And this union president, from what I can tell, this guy seems like a total Marxist with all his comments and he hates billionaires. And uh, I mean, it seems like he's an anti-free market guy. I just think Trump needs to go there and hammer the EVs. I mean, make the EVs the bad guy here and make the energy policy the bad guy, because it really is. I mean, at the end of the day, it really is. And I think the companies are reacting to what they see legislatively happening in states when you've got governors Mm -hmm. of a state like New Jersey, the most densely populated state in the country, where you've got millions of automobiles and the state comes out and says, by 2035, you can't sell a gas powered vehicle here. What are they supposed to do? They're going to react to that changing market climate and they're going to say, all right, well, we have to adapt to that. There's a way to stop the states from doing this. And there was a bill in Congress to go forward with that. And for the most part, it was bipartisan. Trump Trump should be cheerleading that and say right now, you know, as long as I'm president, we are not going to watch the 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 gas powered combustion engine vehicle go away on my watch. I refuse to allow it to happen. And I'm going to I'm going to end all these subsidies, too. If the market wants to wants to, to, to go forward with EVs, if consumers want this product, then we don't need government subsidies here. In Pennsylvania, Tudor, I read something like there's, um, I think something like 8 million registered vehicles or something. And of that, 48,000 are EVs. And I mean, you could check the numbers on that, but you know, it was that, that dramatic of a, of a difference. 
48,000 right. out of millions and millions of, of vehicles or, or EVs. People don't want these things. They can't afford these things. And the people who want them and can afford them, well, then let them buy them. I'm not I'm not saying to make these things illegal. I'm not trying to do what the Democrats do and say, make them illegal. But why are we subsidizing a, a product here that people, if they wanted them, you wouldn't need to subsidize them? People, well, And you're subsidizing for the rich. Right. Because yes. these are not poor people buying these. And Bingo. even the CEO Ford came out and said, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially, like, we know that this is a second vehicle for someone who can afford to have a toy. This is not your daily driver because you're yeah. I mean, it could be your daily driver locally in town. But every person at some point is going to have to drive longer than three hours for the most part. Once you have that drive, you are toast. If you are in the state of Michigan, if you're driving up north for three hours in the winter, that battery is not lasting you. And they're admitting that. I mean, uh -huh. he pretty much came out and was like, hey, we feel the pain. We're being forced to do this. We've got to put a bunch of money into R&D. If you were Sean Fain, the UAW guy, the boss of the UAW, why wouldn't you come out and say, hey, wait a minute. We see that for 18 months they've had record or near record profits, but a lot of this money is going into R&D. We want to go back to how we make cars so we can see some of that profit. But I think one other thing that we... The average American who has not been in manufacturing doesn't understand is 18 months for a manufacturing facility. It's not a trend. This is there. There are ups and downs and you're not proving anything by 18 months of profits here. And it's very dangerous to say, hey, they've had 18 months of profits. We want that money because remember, they had almost no profits during COVID. So there was a big downturn. All of a sudden you have this false increase and they're counting that as a permanent profit line. That's dangerous. And and you have, and it's manipulative to the American people and the UAW workers. Cause they're like, I mean, maybe it is unfair. Maybe we should be getting this. You don't know if they're going to, I mean, we just bailed these, these companies out not too long ago. So now we're going to take an 18 month period of time and call that a trend. I don't think that's a trend in manufacturing. I mean, I know that's not a trend. You're exactly right. And you think about the practicality of these things. I mean, you've got kids, I've got kids. We're driving back from the Jersey Shore one day and we're at a rest stop and there's all these cars lined up charging their EVs. I, I, I can't do that with a three-year-old in the, in the car. I can barely just keep her occupied enough, long enough, and my eight-year-old and my, and my seven-year-old. I mean, I it's not practical for families, and, and that's a big problem here. But Sean Fain, as the president of the UAW, I think he is a guy who it seems to be, to me, like the left em embraces this and thinks this is the greatest existential threat, climate change. And so he's happy to see these policies happen. And the Democrat Party at this point, it's almost as if they're willing to say, let's lose it all for our, our grand lefty dreams. You know, if Biden goes down, fine, but let's just destroy American energy independence and let's move the needle on this green idea and let's get everything to be EVs and let's do it while we're in power. It seems like this is their mindset. And it's also why I still wonder if Biden is really going to be the candidate, because he's certainly not acting like a guy who is seeking a second term here. But then look, I mean, the guy waiting in the wings, Gavin Newsom with his with his uh, you know wonderful coiffed hair. I mean, he's also a guy who came out and said he wants to have a, an electric vehicle mandate in California. 
So at some point, right. the American workers have to realize th- this has been a war against them for years. And Trump tapped into that in 2016. He did it in places like Pennsylvania when he went to these coal towns and said, wow, the, you know, the war and coal destroyed these towns and, and, and the war and, and, and offloading yeah. our jobs overseas with all these trade deals. I mean, these poor people lost everything and it's happening again. And this is a chance now for the Republican Party to say, we're with the workers. You know, the workers have, have voted our way now. We're not going to lose that, that connection we have with them. And the party should not go back to the old way of being, of, of just turning around and saying, we're with the big corporations. It's, 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 it's the working man and woman who I think elected Trump in 2016 and also voted for him in 2020. That's the target audience now as well. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. I just want to call you out on something because I think it's adorable that you're blaming this on your three-year-old, that it would be hard to sit and charge your car. Let's face it. None of us would be happy sitting and charging the car. <laughs> like I've, I want to blame my kids too, but I'm going to be fussy if yeah. I have to sit there and wait for an hour while I have to charge my car. But you bring up Gavin Newsom. So I want to talk about that. I really can barely because... sit still for this podcast, let alone for to charge my phone. <laughs> Give me a break. My attention span, Tudor. Come on. I know, but that's what I think. I'm like, who? I mean, but seriously, I used to be a traveling salesperson and you have, I had to make five visits a day and they were all miles. You know, I would drive hundreds of miles every day just from for eight hours, eight to 10 hours every day. How would I ever do that in an electric, an electric vehicle? I'd have to stop and wait. What adult can stop and sit there for an hour? And because these fast chargers, they don't really exist. There's a few of them. And then you're sitting there at the law, the charger where is like charging at your house, you know, I mean, give me, it's just ridiculous. It makes zero sense whatsoever. But one other thing that I think makes zero sense whatsoever, and I may get completely dinged on this, but why is DeSantis going to debate Newsom? And why, why is Sean Hannity, in the middle of why this? is Sean Hannity letting this happen? And, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's- well, if I were Sean Hannity, I'd be like, this is great. I can, <laughs> this is great for me personally, great ratings, but for the Republican Party. How does this help? I mean, I hate to say it, but 
his strongest DeSantis' strongest area is not debating. So you're going to put one of your candidates who's the not not the strongest debater against a guy who's an incredibly strong mm-hmm. debater. He's I mean, the, he's never said a truthful thing in his life. He's he's a great BSer. But that's what you do on a debate stage. If you're a Democrat, you go up there and you lie and you smile and you have a little sparkle in your teeth and he will have that sparkle in his teeth and his hair will look perfect. And I think this is a terrible idea for us. It's a terrible idea. You're exactly right. This guy could be the Democrat nominee for president. There's a strong possibility he's actually this is his audition for the nation on Fox News. It's a problem. It's also a problem, too, because a lot of people are angry at DeSantis for running against Trump. So that audience is going to watch him and they're already thinking exactly what you just said. He's not a, he's not the best debater. It's not his strong point. And even though Florida's policy stacked against California's beats California every day, Newsom's not going to let himself fall into that trap. He's going to talk about his vision. He's he, he's smart enough to know this is his audition here with an entirely new audience. And so, yeah, look, look for Gavin Newsom to show everybody he's now Mr. Moderate. Which is amazing to think of Gavin Newsom as the moderate. But the last time he sat down with Sean. Oh, well, he came out and he said, you know, if you're going to steal from a store, you're going to go to jail. We're going to put you in jail. I'm like, man, if evil had a face, it's a hot guy from California (laughs) that can smoothly talk about this stuff because this is it. I mean, I look at him and I'm even like, I mean, he is kind of dreamy. What's happening (laughs) to me? You know, it's like this is this guy is bad news. He lets babies get raped at the border. You know, I'm like, remember who he is. But it it is truly what you've been warned of. Like when you're a kid in Bible class, they're like, be careful. Mm -hmm. And it's Gavin Newsom they're talking about because he's a sweet talker. He's like the snake, you know, you're like, Mm. I mean, I should try the apple, right? (laughs) I should. He's bad news. Everybody knows this because he's bad news because he could manipulate you. And and I'm like, this is what we're choosing in the middle of all these other presidential debates. You decide to go debate the guy who is the smooth talking, good looking. Somehow people keep voting for him when they're literally like my car got carjacked. Are you going to still vote for Gavin Newsom? Yeah, he's hot. Like, what is happening? It's the hair. It's it's the it's the gel. It's What's the, the hair. carbon footprint I of, know. That, of that hairdo anyway with all that gel, all the petroleum <laughs> in there? That's got to be a lot. We should totally ask him because there's got to be some aerosol used there. And that I when I was a kid, I was told if I used hairspray, I was destroying the right. ozone. What happened to yeah. that conversation? By the way, wouldn't it be Gavin Newsom's destroying the ozone with that? The hair. ultimate irony would be if he's actually bald and he just has the greatest wig in the history of wigs. <laughs> right. But at night he takes it off like Lex Luthor. And it's just, yeah. That'd be perfect. His teeth come out. <laughs> his hair comes and he shrivels up. up. <laughs> it's like that. It's like, what was that? What was that fairy tale? The girl who just had to keep her hair getting long. Rapunzel, right? Was that it? It's like that. He's got a little girl like that. You know, keep it growing, little girl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's like flower gleam and glow. His hair comes back. He gets really young. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, how did parents. we get off on this? this? But yes, do, you know. yes, exactly. <laughs> All the parents out there understand like, mm-hmm, what we're mm-hmm. saying. Yes, yes. No, this is how, I mean, he has never changed. The entire time that he's been in office, he's had the same look. He has that Batman voice, too. That's unfair because DeSantis does not have a Batman voice. Oh. So you put DeSantis's voice next to, hi, 
I'm yeah. Evan Newsom. Like this is not, it's not going to go well. It's just not going to go well for us. So, okay, really quick before you go, we do have another presidential debate that's happening tonight. Mm-hmm. We've got seven people on the debate stage. Some people, Asa Hutchinson, didn't get on the debate stage. He says he's not dropping out, though. He's going to have a Thanksgiving dinner. Think about it. Make his decision then. So we'll see what happens after the family Thanksgiving dinner for Asa Hutchinson. But what do you think about the rest of the candidates on the debate stage? I think it, I, I look forward to several of them also getting off the debate stage. I, and I hope that this will be the last time <laughs> that we uh, go down this road. I really do. Look, if I were advising Trump, I would tell him to stay far away from this. I, I don't see any benefit to him being on that debate stage. But at some point, he's going to have to. Do. Uh, I think this is DeSantis' last moment tonight. He's really got to show everybody he can shine and, and step out and be the alternative to Trump. If not, I think the party is going to come looking for somebody else, the, the side of the party that doesn't want Trump. You keep hearing Glenn Youngkin's name thrown around. DeSantis has mm-hmm. to exceed expectations tonight. And we just said he's already starting at a disadvantage because he's not a great debater. But uh, I, I think it's all eyes on him tonight. I don't see any other candidates tonight breaking out as being the alternative to Trump. So it's DeSantis's make or break tonight to say to the party that doesn't want Trump, the part, that part of the party, I'm your guy, despite the fact that I just haven't been uh, rising to the occasion yet. And if he can't do that tonight, I think the party goes shopping elsewhere, Tudor. Mm, it's a it's a big night. Well, he still has that second chance because I think it's November when he goes after Gavin Newsom. We'll see. OK, maybe that's his big moment. <laughs> yeah, the whole time you just go, He's it's still- not really hair, real hair, is it? Let me let me pull it. Let me pull it. Come on. But but the best part is, you know, that. Ron DeSantis will walk out and then Gavin Newsom will walk out and his tooth will actually sparkle when he smiles. I mean, there's nothing real. It's so but you're like, how how does he it's impressive. I give him that it's impressive. And I am I do think that people should fear him going up against one of our candidates, because I mean, even even going up against Donald Trump, like I said, it is a bizarre thing that his state can be unraveling. His state can be falling apart. I mean, if you live in San Francisco, you can't get groceries. Heaven forbid you find a CBS. You're going to be driving miles. You know, everybody is done with the state of California. And yet Gavin Newsom walks out and he's sparkling and smelling like a rose. And I don't get it. Even when he steps in a a homeless person's uh, poop, he still smells (laughs) like a rose. It's amazing how the guy does that. It's amazing. Well, he he just they wipe it off when he walks into French Laundry. So he's all set. You know, they they just they just wash you up and all you get to go wipes, sit, you know. sit and have a fancy dinner. Isn't that what it is? Like you get your own laundry. I don't know. He's it's a scary he's a tyrant. Thing. So the guy's we've got to be destructive tyrant. But you're right. He's you know, people look at looks and, and voices and it won't be about the past and it won't be a referendum on Biden. If he's the candidate, it's going to be about his ideas for the future and. It's yeah, it's let's hope it does not come to that. Let's really hope. I mean, we've got his ex-wife on our side. You would think we'd have a lot of dirt on that guy, but apparently we haven't figured it out yet. I don't know what happened. All right. Well, we we're going to have to have you back. So we'll we'll talk to you again. How about we plan after the Gavin Newsom debate if it is Oh, perfect. I don't know what we'll think of it. I think we're going to have to do a recap of it. So we will see that. We'll have you back. We'll talk again about that. And we'll see. Sounds great. We'll see if he actually comes out as the Batman and he's successful. <laughs> please don't compare my hero Batman to Gavin Newsom. Please, please don't do that. If you. OK, but if you close your eyes and, and if you put a Batman mask on him, he has the same voice. It's freaky. I'm telling you. 
Uh, well, maybe There's, the Ben Affleck Batman, but not the real Batman. I'll leave it at that. I know. That was a little bit weird, though. He really weird. forced that voice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're parents. Thank what are you, you. going to do? I know. It's weird. Okay. Well, thank you. Rich Dioli, we'll have you back. We appreciate you being on the podcast. It's always fun. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast for this episode and others. Go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a blessed day. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Looking for natural, healthy weight loss support? Try MD Blend Doctor Formulated Metatrim. MD Blend offers a money back guarantee if not satisfied, so you have nothing to lose but weight. Metatrim uses clinically studied ingredients like lemon verbena, hibiscus flower, and green coffee bean extracts. A balanced diet and the doctor formulated blend in Metatrim can provide healthy weight loss support. Nothing to lose but weight with Metatrim at mdblend.com. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.